If you allow yourself to dream, vividly imagine it in your mind, speak it out in faith, then according to God's word whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believing you shall receive. Are you ready to hear about the anointing and miracles? Stay tuned. Welcome to All Things Are Possible podcast with your host, S.T. Smith, where you'll get the uncompromised word of God in bite-sized nuggets. So grab your Bible and get ready for some good news. Now here's your host, S.T. Smith. Hello and welcome to episode three of the podcast, All Things Are Possible. I'm your host, S.T. Smith. Thank you for tuning in. In the last two episodes, I briefly mentioned that in 1972, I had a near-death experience that led to a supernatural encounter that changed my life and opened the door to miracles. Well, today I'd like to share a little bit more about that. In 1972, life threw me a devastating curveball that changed my life forever. Look, we all get curveballs thrown at us, right? Have you ever had life throw you a curveball or two? Do you ever wonder about your true purpose in life? Do you ever feel stuck where you're at? Look, I'm here to tell you, don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. Look, I want to make it clear. God is not the one throwing us the curveballs. We all have an enemy known as the thief who comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. God came to bring us life, and that more abundantly. Look up John 10 and verse 10. That's the balancing scale in the Bible. If something in your life is getting stolen, if something is getting destroyed, or, or, or if something is getting killed, that's Satan, our enemy, the thief. Look, my life as a kid was all about playing sports and going to school, going to church, a pretty much normal childhood. A couple days after the baseball team that I grew up playing with had won the season championship, my dad gave me the news that he arranged for me to go visit my grandpa and I was going to get a ride on my cousin's motorcycle. I was supposed to go paint my grandpa's storm windows. <laughs> but that was a ride that changed my life forever. We departed from a little town in Minnesota and were headed to another small town in Minnesota where my parents grew up. I remember watching my cousin warm up the motorcycle. I remember putting on the orange helmet and getting on the back seat. Then I remember riding off the corner of the yard and feeling the centrifugal force, you know, making the first turn. I vaguely remember looking at the farms as we drove by and my windbreaker flapping in the wind. That's the last thing I can remember. From what I'm told, we were going over 60 miles an hour down the highway when we got hit by a car, instantly snapping every bone in my left leg and shredding it from the knee down. I landed face down in a pool of water and oil where an oil truck had crashed a couple weeks earlier. I would have drowned right there if it hadn't been for a lady that I'm calling an angel from God. My breathing had stopped. She was dressed as a nurse and came, rolled me over and cleared all my breathing passages out, saving my life. No one knew who she was. She just disappeared, and we were never able to find her since. Now, fortunately, the blunt force knocked me into a coma. 
which saved me from experiencing a lot of pain in the beginning. And it was at this point, right between life and death, that I had a supernatural encounter. Like the Apostle Paul in, in, in 2 Corinthians 12, and whether in the body or out of the body, I, I don't know, but God knows. I just knew that my life was about to undergo a powerful transformation. I had 13 major surgeries, including several skin grafts and bone grafts. My mom was at the hospital with me most of the time, and we started watching Oral Roberts on TV. And that's when another miracle happened. The doctors told my parents, and then of course my parents told me, that because the leg being exposed to dirt and oil for so long, gangrene had started setting in and it was spreading around my shin area. The doctor said there was like a 95% chance they were gonna to have to amputate my leg from the knee down. That's a lot for a 14 year old boy to take in, especially when your whole life is wrapped up in sports. That's when what I know now was a spirit of depression and suicide came into me. So I started collecting all the pain and sleeping pills that they gave me and put them in a little secret part of a hospital cabinet that I found on the, on, the, on the table next to me that was attached to the wall in my room. I just finished counting the pills. There was like, I don't know, 10, 11 of them in there. When I reached back in to get them, and you know what, they were gone, just like that. I now know the Lord sent his angel again to take them away. Listen, God has a plan for each and every one of us. Hang in there. You know, we kept watching Oral Roberts and hearing the message about seed faith. After the next surgery, my dad said the doctors practically did cartwheels coming out of the surgery room because all the gangrene was totally gone and new baby-like skin had started growing over that whole area. They just shook their heads and said it was a miracle. Now the doctors said they could save my leg, but I'd have to probably wear a brace and, and have challenges walking because the tibialis anterior was totally ripped out of my leg. And I guess that's the cord that moves your, your foot up and down, okay? Now, six months later, I was getting a full-length cast cut off my leg for x-rays. The doctor said, swing your, your foot up. I tried, but it was stiff from all the casts. He said, do that again. I tried, but he said, I, 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 I didn't want to make anything of it. I didn't want to, he said, let's just go get an x-ray. When the x-rays came back, he put it up in the light box and his jaw dropped and he said, oh my gosh, it's a miracle. That whole cord was back in my leg again like it had never been touched. I look over and my mom has tears running down her face. Listen, don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. Since then, I was able to become faster running than I had before and become a Taekwondo master with a fourth degree black belt. Look, over the course of time and since, I received several miracles that were verified by medical science. So I'd kindly like to ask you to not only listen with your physical ears, but to keep your spiritual ears open. Because some of the things I say today might not sound too religious. But then I'm not very religious. I'm just going to share with what God's word says and how my experiences were lined up with his word. Now, fast forward several years. Here's where I ask for your spiritual ears. I'm at a church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, attending a prayer meeting. 
I'm kneeling, kneeling down on the floor with my elbows on a chair and my hands on my forehead, kind of just kind of like this, praying, thinking about my life, thinking about what's going on. And then my hands started to tingle as if they were falling asleep. So I stood up to let my arms drop to my side to restore the circulation. But the tingling went up into my arms and up into my shoulders and, and, and my arms and shoulders were just buzzing. So I went up front where people had started gathering around to close out the service, the meeting. I tapped the senior pastor on the shoulder and, and called him aside and, and I told him what had happened and in, in, in about the buzzing in my arms. He started to say, Lord, I sense your anointing on your servant. servant. And he started to raise his hands to pray for me. But right as he started, I fell backward from a tremendous anointing and landed on the linoleum floor. I guess my head hit so hard and it was so loud that everyone turned around to look. Of course, I didn't feel anything when I fell, but immediately that anointing just went up into my head and all the way down to my body like a wave. And my entire body was, was buzzing and tingling. I couldn't move my arms or my legs. I was just laying there with my, on my back with my elbows on the floor and, and, and my hands raised up. I tried to move them, but I couldn't. When I opened my eyes, all I could see were people looking around me. I closed my eyes again. Then it felt like hands were going like this on my face and massaging my face. But when I looked, no one was doing it. I felt my hands go in and out and my legs go in and out as this unseen force controlled my entire body. I was like that for over 30 minutes. It seemed like every Bible verse I've ever read, every message I've ever heard just came to life. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, we have the mind of Christ. It was like I was thinking in the spirit. Revelation knowledge was pouring into my mind. By this time, everyone had left the building. And when the anointing dissipated, I got up and went home. <laughs> A few months later, I was at another church meeting standing in the back row with my hands clasped underneath my chin like this. I was just praying, worship service was going. My hands started to tingle. And again, my first thought was, oh, I'm cutting my circulation off here at my elbows. So I let my arms fall to my side. And then that tingling turned into buzzing again and went up into my arms and shoulders. I looked backward this time to see what I'm gonna fall on. <laughs> but this time I said, no, I'm gonna act on this. And, and uh, I went up front. To, to where the pastor was standing on stage. And I tapped him on the shoulder and I told him about the anointing and what had happened just a few months earlier at, at, at the other church. And I asked him what he wanted me to do. I mean, look, it's his church, it's his service. He took the microphone from the song leader, handed it to me and said, do as the spirit leads you. So I told the congregation what had happened a few months earlier and that, that same anointing was back and just buzzing through my arms. I just said that, look, anyone that wants prayer for anything, just come on forward. And about 12 people came forward. I started on the right-hand side, my right, and I went up to people to ask them what they wanted prayer for. But most of the time, as I got near to pray, an anointing would just shoot out of my, my arms and hands and they would just fall backward onto the floor and they would get up healed. I worked my way down to the left 
and, and, and by this time, the line had started filling up again because more people came forward for prayer. You know, I found that when, when people told me what their need was, scriptures would just fly through my mind. And as I spoke the words out, they would be healed. I just felt love and the compassion of the Lord just exuding from me. It was, it was amazing. I've never felt like that before. The last person was a man holding his little four-year-old girl in his arms. I asked him what's going on. He said, she has severe allergies and, and her arms constantly ache. Well, when he said that, my first thought was to reach up and put my fingers in her, in her ears, like Jesus did, and command her ears to open and be healed. Just when that thought came and I began to raise my arms, I heard pop, pop. I said, that's it. She's healed. The little girl grabbed both her ears and said, Daddy, it's all better. Oh, well, I get emotional when I tell the story. He put the little girl back down on the floor and I went up to pray for him. But before I could, the anointing just shot out of me and he went fell backward onto the floor. Of course, no one got hurt when they fell onto the floor. No one else came up, so I went back and sat in my chair and, and then I left immediately once the service was over. Let me mention just a few things that happened to me and others through me as a result of applying the revelation knowledge that the Lord gave me in that encounter. Severe gangrene restored to life. Human cords and ligaments that were totally destroyed, completely restored. Legs instantly growing out two or more inches. Demon spirits of alcoholism cast out for instant and permanent sobriety. Cancer totally healed, paralysis healed, allergies instantly gone, uh, hearing restored, uh, uh, vision restored, people delivered from demons, just to name a few. All during this time and since, the Lord has showed me the power of the keys of the kingdom that he outlined in Matthew 16 and verse 19. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Keys in those days were symbolic of knowledge and power and authority. They unlock truth, and they close and bind the forces of darkness. Look, while experiencing all these and many more supernatural manifestations, I knew that if I was to figure out a clear purpose for my life, I'd have to develop three keys that were shown to me, and I will get into those three keys in another episode. Look, if these short golden nuggets again from the Bible are speaking to you at all, would you consider subscribing to this channel, making a comment, maybe giving a thumbs up, and that'll tell the system that you appreciate messages like this. Share with your friends. God bless you, and see you next time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and come back for the next episode where S.D. Smith teaches how all things are possible through God's Word.